Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer in the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Chris, uh, first off, how was it to be back, my friend, at, at minicamp? Had to be good, yeah. right? Yeah, it was good. Um, and it was a little bit of a surprise, you know. It, you know, a lot of people thought we weren't going to be at the facility until uh, training camp. Yeah. You know? And then we sort of, jet, you know, when I saw the Jets... Had them had there was media at the Jets rookie camp. I said, "Oh, that's a good sign." Yeah. Uh, signing, you know, obviously they're allowing people in the building. The NFL's not shutting it down, right? And then I, you know, I kind of reached out and you know to a couple of people in the public relations department. They're like, "No, Chris, you, you know, you guys are going to be in a couple of days." I was like, "Oh, all right, you know, yeah. that's yeah, you know, that was good news, man. You know, yeah. because like I said, Jerry, um, you know, most of us thought that um, it wasn't looking good to train camp, you know, so so to be there." Which means probably at the mandatory camp, maybe even an OTA, you know, um, we'll be there checking it out. It, it was nice. It was nice to see the rookies, some veterans trying yeah. out. Uh, it was nice. It was a beautiful days and nice to see football, you know, um, obviously to see the uh, draft picks, you know, yeah. running around. I, listen, it was just individual drills and and the shorts, most of some of the shorts, you know, the whole deal. But it was nice to see the way they were moving around out there, you know. Um yeah, what so, were your what were your thoughts? I mean, you know, I, I know you yeah. put a lot on Twitter, and, and great job, by the way, keeping everybody informed. But what are your initial thoughts on everything yeah. overall? Um, look, Tony, it was everything is advertised, you know. Um, to see him up close, you know what, Jerry, to see him up close, you know, what he reminds me of a little bit, size wise, Odell. Yeah, he reminds me of Odell. He's like five eleven. Yeah, you know? same measurables, man. Yeah, you know, um, I think he was listed at six feet, maybe, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was five eleven. He's listed at, but he's not six Colin, feet. Colin Murray's listed at five ten. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not six feet. <laughs> right. You know, um, but up close, you could see the explosiveness. Yeah, you know, um, the way he cuts. You know, he's running some routes, um, and and uh, he the, <laughs> look. You know, he was doing those little sit routes. He was doing when they're looking for that yak. You know. Um, yeah. Doing those little, you know, a couple of times, a little, little, little bubble screen, you know, something, you know, you know, you, you could tell already how they're going to, the thought process, how they're going to work him in. Right. And this is what I really liked about him, Jerry. And this is his reputation, you know, that he's a gamer, you know, the kid loves to play football. So we all know by now, you know, he lost the cleat. Actually, one didn't fit. His cleats didn't fit right. So you thought, you thought it was a national event on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't quite get the big, you know, thing about it, but um, so he he's, I'm actually watching from the side, and I see him running the, the agility drill with one cleat. I'm like, what the hell's he doing? You know, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. so I'm looking like, then all of a sudden, everybody starts seeing it, like, what's you know, what's Tony doing? And so it turns out, you know, he, he didn't have the right size cleats. So instead of missing the drill, he kept doing the drill with one cleat. Now, some of the guys could have just sat on the side and and were like, you know, yeah. I, I'll wait till I get my cleats. I'll do the drill. Yeah. He was like, yo, I ain't missing this. I, you know, I'm going to show these guys what's up, you know. And, and he kept doing the drill with one cleat. Little things like that to me. I look at it and I go, you know what? This is a kid that wants to, you know, this kid loves football. Yeah. He, 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 he appreciates the Giants, drafted him at number 20. You know, he had some things coming out of college. Giants didn't give a crap. You know, they looked into whatever. He appreciated that, you yeah. know. And he's a kid. I, I love that, Jerry. Maybe it's me, but when I see a kid saying, okay, well, I'll get the right cleat in two minutes, but I'm going to keep doing this drill and show the coaches I'm here about business. I'm all about business. I like that, Jerry. You, know you put I mean? something else out about him that, that I liked and, and you like. Um, he's number 89 because that's what they gave him. You know, that was yeah. it. Great. Like, just want to play, you know. And yeah. Playing without a cleat, it's you know, it's like shoeless, shoeless Kadarius Tony, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, and you know what? He got banged up a little bit. Yeah. Now the Giants were like, "Oh no, it was just the cleats." No, he he twisted something because he was sitting up on a on a water thing, and trainers were looking at his ankle. It wasn't just the cleat; okay. it wasn't yeah. tape. Yeah. But we were like, "Oh, we we're like fifteen, like ten minutes in, and a, and a number one pick's already hurt." You know. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, at the time we weren't allowed to tweet, so I had to wait to after practice to thought it out. There, I'm sure that everybody started seeing. Oh, Tony went down, and and they said it was a cleat issue, but he he did something because he was favoring his ankle. But he went right back out there. He he finished the day. He didn't run conditioning drills at the end. Uh, so right. He tweaked something, Jerry. He tweaked yeah. something, but he was he's over it. He's fine, you know. But it was a little scary at first because. You could tell his body language was like, oh, shh. He was, I mean, like, oh, crap. You know, I'm, yeah, you yeah. know, he was pissed off. He got a little tweak something. Yeah. 
And the trainers were looking at him. Um, and But it was all good. It, it all turned out to be good. He went back out there. He ran a route, a couple of routes. You could tell he was maybe favoring, but he's fine. Uh, nothing to worry about there. The kid, I, I like. Jerry, maybe I'm old school in some ways, but I like when I see a kid do that. Like, no, he doesn't want to miss man. a drill. Absolutely you know, agree. Uh, he's running back out there. Yep. And uh, I think it, you know, it opened the, you know, it just shows you about the young guy. You know what I mean, Jerry? Like, he's, sure. he's all about business. He wants to play football, dude. You dude. know? Awesome. He's not just, just sit here. Oh, pretty soon I'm going to make my million dollar contract. You know, you know, whatever. Yep. No, nah, he, you know, the kid wants to play football. I like that about him, Jerry. You know, I, I like guys like that, dude. That's yep. me. Yeah, that's cool. Good. And uh, now, as far you know, uh, Aziz, kids built solid, Jerry. Yeah. You know, uh, nice, nice first step. Everything yeah. is advertised with him. Uh, of course, this is just drills. You know, sure. just yeah. looking at see how they move. The one kid, Jerry. That surprised me a bit because mm-hmm. this was like the Matt Pert moment of last year. When I when last year when I went in when I went into camp, mm-hmm. I was expecting to see this string bean, Matt Pert, you know? Yeah. And the kid filled out. Remember, I was yeah, telling you, Jerry. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, I was like, Jerry, right. this kid ain't skinny. This kid's you know, this kid's right. built. You know what I mean? He's, this kid's and now we, from what I understand, I haven't seen him yet. From what I understand, he's even more mm-hmm. uh, built this year, right? He he bulked up even more. Ellison Smith. Yeah, nice. So I'm expecting to see this skinny Lanky. dude. Come yeah, out, yeah, yeah, 225, yeah. 230. Like, sure, uh, what the hell's this kid gonna do here? You know what I mean? Like, and he filled out nicely, you know, between beti- uh, by the end of college and now, yeah, oh, last year, whatever the hell, you know, the time period was, or oh, his pro day, or whatever the hell they got the measurements yeah, from, right? Yeah, and I tell you what, he was bigger in person, yeah. Um, and I think you know, I like the way he was moving around out there, and I like the way Jerry, um, now this is just early flashes. Yeah, no one's view. gonna no one's gonna hold you to it, dude. First viewing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I always like to look at guys the way they're moving against doing certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody now will as the process moves along, but Aaron Robinson, the kid that you know, that guy that Rick Sevatella really likes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Even well, he likes a, Smith too, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he even made a statement that he could be the best corner coming at it. Remember? Yep. I, I don't know about that yet, but um I like the way he was moving. Um He's a pretty big kid, Jerry. Yeah. Pretty big kid now. And um, he was doing some things out there. Like, you know, he looks pretty confident in himself. Um, and I can't wait to see him, Jerry, when uh, the mandatory camp and training camp, how he starts competing, you know? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, he's going to be interesting. And this Ellison Smith, man, he's bigger than you think. Okay, mm-hmm. Jerry? He, he he said in his press, you know, he gained some weight. And he's got to eat a lot. Like, even like Rick said, he's got to eat a lot. But he's bulked up a little bit. And I'm trying to think, Jerry, of the guy. Uh, maybe when you see him, he reminds you of somebody. But anyway, he's got that edge-type build defenseman. You know what I mean? Um, a kid that's off that edge a little bit. He's a tall kid, as we all know. Um, somebody said Ted Hendricks. I don't know. I, I, I don't know Ted Hendricks-wise, yeah. you know. But um, but I was impressed. So this is why I put it on Twitter, Jerry. But you know what? I, I can't wait to see these kids in person. Yeah. Because on film is one thing, and yeah. then in person is another. Yeah, and you could see the way they react quick. You know, build up close. Like I was right next to Ellison. You know, you could see up close. You know what I mean? Right. And like Aziz, you know, like he was stout up close. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. built solid, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I see why when I was watching him on film uh, about how he used to take on those pulling guards, and he held his own in that run game, man. Yeah. And now you see him up close, Jerry. You see, oh well. He's built like a fire hydrant. You know what I mean, Jerry? Yeah, and, right, right. So those are some of the things. Um, just quickly, Jerry, uh, I don't want to go out too long with this, but Gary Brightwell. No, it's fine. Go on. I did like his hands. Yeah. Uh, and this, listen, now, keep in mind, I know it's just bullshit drills, you know, and, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I like the way he, you know, receives yeah. the ball. Yeah. Very confident, very smooth. Something that Rick also said, right? He's a good receiving back. Yes. And he's built pretty good, too. Um, so... It was nice to see, Joe. You know, some things just to watch these kids up close, you know. Now, they signed a couple of guys, and I wanted to get your thoughts on them. Like, okay, yeah. the one guy, it's not laughable. You, you hope he does something. But Calvin Benjamin, yeah. Um, I guess the best thing you could say right now is he's very fresh. <laughs> he hasn't played in a while. Yeah. Um, I think you tweeted, right. well, he's here, but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, there's some question as to whether or not he was there at tight end, receiver. Yeah, yeah. They like they signed him, and you can talk about each of these guys. But Corey Clements, an interesting one, um, had some success with that other team uh, yeah. across the across the river. 
Um, and I guess he fell out of favor there. I don't know what happened with him, but he was he looked, a, a rookie, as a rookie, he was really good with them. And then he, yeah. nothing really happened. And then they signed someone that was interesting, like a guy that I watched a lot in college because, you know, my wife's cousin played for Temple, but Rockwell Armstead, mm. I liked him coming out of college. And I, yeah. I actually had him going to the Giants in the, in the seventh round and yep. jokingly said, hey, look, two years later, we got him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of interesting guys. I mean, Calvin Benjamin, not, not sure what to expect, but you now that running back, you know, group now, I don't know if it's deep, but there's a, in a weird, there's a lot of them, right? Like it, deep would be a lot of talent there. I don't know what's there right now, but it, it's going to be an interesting battle in camp. Yeah. Look, it, I, I think it's safe to say, obviously Saquon, and then I guess Devonta, you know, right. Booker. Devonta right. Booker is going to be number two, right? I think that's yeah. safe to say right now, but the, the competition for the other spots. And it's funny, Jerry, because, you know, I, I'm watching Corey Clement and I, about 15 minutes in the workout, Jerry, I said, they're going to sign him. Because yeah, right. I see the way I see the way he was running patterns. And I, I said to myself, whoa, well, let's see, he's only got four years in the league. But four years could be a lot. But he, it's not like he has a thousand, so many touches, you know? Right. Um, but I looked at him in the field. I said, they're going to sign Corey. You know, because yeah. he, you could see he has juice in his legs. Right. You know? He's not a worn-down four-year veteran. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that didn't surprise me, Jerry. Benjamin, that's a body camp. Um, look... <laughs> We were surprised we get there and they, sh- they hand us the roster and he's listed as a tight end. We were yeah. like, what the hell is this? You know? <laughs> right. And then I see Kelvin on the field. And I said, oh, okay. Now I see why he's listed as a tight end. He's built like a house. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's one of those, wa- you know, you know, the Caden Smiths, the Levines are going to be that little H-back, Y tight end. Yeah. And then, you, you know, they're going to have Kelvin as that Y and Evan could do, you know, H and Y type tight end. Uh, but Jerry, look, uh, it's a body camp. It's Gettleman's old guy, right? We all know that. He, he once um, once compared him to Burris coming out. And look, the first yeah. three years in the league, he yeah, was good. He, he had a thousand yard rookie year. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he had eight hundred yards his second year. So he once could play. Yeah. Oh so no. I, it's just, I guess, uh, you know, he kind of let himself go, kind of thing. No. Uh yeah. Uh, look, Kelvin always had a couple of issues going on. Like you said, first few years in the league, guy played well, man. Yeah. You know, but that's. Kelvin Benjamin in 2017. Um, you're not getting that in 2021. Right. So they're going to do some things with him. Um, I would be, at this moment on May 19th, I'd be surprised if he ever made this team. Yeah. And you know what? It's not like they got nobody at tight end, Jerry. I mean, you know, they got Evan. I know nobody wants to hear that, but it's still Evan. You know, you still got Levine back, and Caden Smith does so many things, you know? Rudolph. Uh, and then, of course, the signing of Kyle Rudolph. So, to me, Benjamin has no spot on his team. Yeah. He'll be a he'll be nice competition, depth in camp. Yeah. But he'll get launched in August. You know, yeah. um yeah. unless his injuries are or total and su- complete surprise, you know. So yeah. Um anybody else try out uh, Corey and then Benjamin. And Arm um, what do you think of Armstead? Uh I, I like the signing. I he signed right? after, but I'm just saying. No, yeah. I I like the signing. You know, yeah. uh, I liked him in Jacksonville. I thought he gave him some decent snaps when he gave Fournette a blow. Yeah. Um as you know, you know Jerry. As everybody knows by now, I dug up some things on him. I wanted to see exactly what he does. You know what he does out there. I thought I, I you know, I, I looked at the guy and I said, "Is yeah." I, I watched a lot of his carries last night. I only put one or two, a one, whatever, on Twitter. But the kid seems to have nice little vision. You know? Nice impromptu big Tuesday. Yeah, uh, nice little vision. Um, and he's going to a competition, Jerry. I don't know if he'll be a giant, but he's going to a competition. You know. Yeah. Um, so went from a running back position where it was basically Barkley a question mark right now. Let's face it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's looking good, but right now he's a question mark. Yep. And Devontae Barker, uh, uh, excuse me, Booker, um, you know, and then after that, I was like, oh, what are we doing here? You know? Right. What else do we have? And they let you know, go. So he goes out, he drafts the Brightwell, he brings in a Corey Clement, you know, he yeah. brings in this kid now from Jacksonville, and now you have nice competition, Jerry, you know? Yeah. So, uh, a good move by Gettleman, dude, bringing in some depth. Beginning some competition, you know. So yeah, it should be interesting, and and we'll see what Brightwell brings to the table. He'll he'll probably make the team based on specials alone, and then the story you heard from Rick, you know, he's got been through a lot, you know, um, personally. So he's a guy you root for, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with these other guys. I like that they're just willing to try anything at this point, especially where they're they're a little weak. They just kind of throw bodies at it and see what comes out. You know, that's that's kind of the way you do it. Was there anyone else besides them who maybe stuck out at all? That stuck. Um, yeah, like besides the draft picks, was there any undrafted no, trade or anything? No, no, no. not really, Jerry. Yeah. No, no. Um, well, I know there weren't there aren't many this year, but um, yeah, no, no, yeah, there was like twenty three bodies in camp there. Yeah, um, but no, nobody I really, nobody that's like, oh wow, where the hell did this guy come from? You know, no, nothing like that. 
Yeah. Um, uh, just those little things I just talked about. Like Clement, I could see why he they signed him. Yeah. You know, on Tony, you know, some of the things that he flashed out there and yeah. all that. So um, now these kids, they'll be staying in the facility. You know, mm-hmm. the Giants had an off-season workout yesterday. And I, from what I understand, about 45 to 50 guys showed up. Yeah. Now, I know other teams have had more. Nothing to panic about. You know, I know the Cowboys had like 70 in or something, right? Right. The Broncos had a a ton of guys, a bunch – some other teams. That, that's their prerogative, you know. Yeah. It's voluntary, Jerry. Um, And, you know, the union's out there telling these guys, don't show up. Yeah. Of course, the union's not going to pay these guys' salary, like, you know, when they blow their knee out at home, yeah, you know. It's a complicated thing. Man. So I think the union – and I, I'm not going to get off – you know, I'm not going to get off too much of the union crap, but I think the union should shut up, you know, yeah. because these guys – if they're going to get hurt, Jerry, they want to get hurt in the building. Right. So they're paid. Right. That's and I'd be point. doing the same thing, dude. Yeah. You know? Yep. So uh, the numbers that, you know, doesn't don't look too much into it. More guys will be filtered. A lot of guys are staying. Some guys are staying away because of the union, but they said, but other teams have a lot of plays. And it's not going to mean crap coming September when September comes, you know? So yeah. Um, now the mandatory camps in June, which is not far off. It's like June 8th or 10th or something. Um, and I know the union first, like, no, you know. And then the, the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, that was Can I say something quick? Absolutely. Here's my early prediction. You ready? Yes. This guy, Sirianni. I love it. And Urban Meyer are going to be disasters in this league. I love it. That's just my early prediction. I why why, Urban, why Urban Meyer? I, I just get that feeling, Urban Meyer. Okay. And I don't mean the Tebow yeah. stuff. Yeah. I, I just get that feeling. Yeah. Urban Meyer is going to be a disaster. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and this guy in Philadelphia, they were talking with these players, and they're going to cancel their mini camp and all. Like you know, like what are we doing out there? You know, hopscotch. <laughs> you said. Yeah, you know, I was talking to a guy. I was talking to a guy in the building, close to you know. I like to say, I hate to, I, I say close to the situation. That's the way I word it, right? Yeah. And they were like, Chris. Are you serious with that tweet? You know, and I was like, Yeah, look, and yeah. I. I linked the person. I linked the person to tweet. I think it was an Eagle ESPN beat writer for the Eagles or something. Yeah. And they were like, "What the hell is that?" I'm like, "I don't know." Uh, you know? Yeah. But, oh, you're serious with the Eagle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were know? serious with your tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah, my tweet. Yo, yes, uh, yeah. The person didn't know about it yet. They're like, "I'm not oh, gonna name yeah. the. I'm not gonna name That's the fine. person because they were yeah. like, yeah. they were like, that Eagle sounds like a real <laughs> crap show over there <laughs> so far, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, awesome, awesome to hear. I'm like, dude. Um, you know, you go by that. You go by that press conference, man. I, I don't care. It was that first press conference with Sirianni, where he just was a deer in headlights, and that's your leader. And you got to exude some confidence. Like, look at Joe Judge's first presser, right? Like, man, yeah. this guy comes in hasn't hasn't coached it down yet, but my God, at least he's making a great impression. Look at McAdoo; his suit didn't fit him. Yeah. Like, it's just it's a thing. It's a that first impression was Adam hard Gates, to get past. Adam Gase worked out well with the eyes, though. No, oh, another one, right? Yeah. yeah look, Sirianni could turn out to be a heck of a coach. You know, nobody's nobody's saying he's a clown. Yeah, I mean, I just look at it and I say, man, I, I don't know. To me, it Zach looks Ertz, like this Zach guy, he's going to be a disaster. You know, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll Ertz see. isn't happy. A lot, a lot of uh, it's going to be interesting in, in that town, and uh, I'm going to enjoy hopefully every minute of it because I, I think uh, it's going to take at least a year or two before they're, you know, back to what they were. Um, so and Jerry and nice Jerry to see him struggle. And Jerry, if the head coach is a disaster, it's going to be longer than that. Yes, it can That's, be. Jerry, it's going to be a year or two if they have a if this guy works out. Right. If this guy doesn't work out, pull. Start over. We've been you there. So, <laughs> yeah, we've been there a few times. Yeah. So right, um, as far as what, now, what did you think about the schedule? The schedule came out. We didn't talk. We haven't no, talked. Yeah. Since the schedule came out. No, I love it. I, I look. I am guilty of everything we both hate. Right. We hate grading drafts. We hate looking at the schedule and saying, win, 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 loss, loss, win. I love that they open up against Denver at home. Uh, it might be Aaron Rodgers by then, but I like that they're home. <laughs> You're not going to love it then, though, are you? <laughs> no, but I, I, I look, it's home, right? It's a, it's a no, 4 I o'clock know, game. Yeah. Then they you know, they get Washington Thursday. I love that. I, I like the, the right, right off the bat, you, right. you, you know, right. you're fresh still. Like, it's a young season, and you get them four games later, four days later, and, and hopefully they're the ones we're battling with. And then you finish against them. Like, I'm looking at all that. And mm. look, there's only three choices they could have finished with. But I do believe that that game will be for the division week 17 right. at, at MetLife. So, 
at three of the last four games, all division games. Right, right. The primetime um, games, only thing is they're all in a row. They're all away, right? Um, like you said, I kind of like the Washington on a quick turnaround myself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and then they have to go, you know, to Kansas City and Tampa Bay later on in the year. You know? uh, the, the third game, I think, is uh, it's still away. Atlanta. Atlanta at home. Oh, it's home. Okay. Also, you're the primetime games? No, no, no. I meant the third game at the third game of the third season. game of the season. Yeah, Atlanta at home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Atlanta at home. Yeah. And then they have to go to New Orleans and right. uh, Dallas. You know, which is a lot different now, New Orleans. Sure. Sure. You know, no more Drew Brees. To, right. You know, um, to uh, torturous indoors <laughs> to worry about, right? <laughs> right. And then uh, you know, then the Dallas game like last year in October, the first one. You know. Yeah. Um, and the buy is right around the same time of year, which has yep. been the last few years. Yeah. You know. And they come off the bye, they go to Tampa, uh, if I remember right. You know, so, I think so. Yeah, they got to go that month. So they get extra rest, you know, another yeah. day. They go to a Monday night game against Brady. Yeah. And that Kansas City game is a little bit earlier or something. What games I like? You know what I like about Tampa? Even though they have Brady, look, it's going to be obviously a tough game, but a lot of Giant fans make that trek because it's, a, it's yeah. a great place to go see a game. So there'll be a lot of Giant fans there. And if they're starting off well, which I think they will. I, I Look, I'm, I am – long on this team what they're doing and we've talked about it before it's going to come down to the o-line but i love what they're doing and i I like the way the schedule shakes out so it's one of the first times in a long time chris where i looked at the schedule and said the world's not against us right like week one to be like dallas then all of a sudden you got to go you know you you play cross country somewhere and you're like oh rams week two or whatever it is it's like oh my god oh and three oh and four like we have no shot here but uh you look at this one and you think you know what you know i think we're going to be okay i think it's going to be a very entertaining season and thankfully, it uh, looks like everybody's going to be back in the stadium. So it should be a fun time, man. Jerry, I just found out at Fenway Park, like next week, is full capacity. Yeah, but, uh, Massachusetts, I think, is they're like, they're like lifting everything. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you see so many states yeah. now lifting things. So, yep. uh, I yeah. mean, Jerry, now it's getting to the point, to be yeah. honest with you, I'll be shocked if it's not a full stadium yeah, in, in September. Yep, I agree. Right? Yep. I'll, I'll be surprised. I, I was shocked that Fenway... Let's say I'm watching Boston, and they're like, oh, yeah, May 29th, or whatever the hell it is, full capacity. I'm like, what? Did I just hear yeah. that right? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. So, you know, other states already are, like, full. And so it's going that way, Jerry. It, it definitely, without question, looks like it's going to be a full house for that Denver game, right? I mean, that's where we're headed. Yeah, and look, and people Which were is asking, good, dude, because it was weird last year. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you said that. Like, oh, my like, God, was The it first weird. game, it's like they're just pumping in sound and – it was weird, Jerry. Yeah, it's very you know? strange. And you go to a regular season game and, you, and you're driving in a park line, there's nobody there. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was it was strange, and, and you know, and um, that looks like that's long gone. You know, so yeah, uh, so that's good for Giant fans, season ticket holders, and you know, everybody's gonna be pumped up for that game, Jerry. Um, you know, because nobody's been there in a year. You know. Yep. And um, and it's all that. Good. So yeah, yeah. So. Welcome back, Giant fans. All right, I just sent out the tweet. It looks like we have seven people waiting already, Chris. I think I sent it out 10 seconds ago. And we will admit. And I put out the instructions, guys. Um, we'll let in. I think he's the first caller every week now. Ryan. How you guys doing? Can you hear us? Yeah, he's good. You hear me? Yes. Yeah, what's going on, my man? Not much. Thanks for having me on again, guys. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Dude, you're the first one in. It's unbelievable. Are you trying to shake me? Yeah, I'll, I won't call in next week if that's uh, all right. Oh, yeah, we love it. Yeah, we love not it. at all. We love it. Cool, cool. We just, love how you qu- we just love how you're quick on the trigger. The tenacity. Yeah. No, I get my daughter to bed. I'm ready to go right now. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, one thing I want to talk about and touch on to start off tonight is the uh, uh, a group I'm a little concerned about going into this season and, and, and the future is the uh, the tight end group. Um, obviously, Evan Ingram, I mean, Judge could talk until he's blue in the face about how much they, they love him. But, uh, you know, you can't even say – he's going to have to have a monster year for him to be on this team next year. Um, you know, I, I mean, it's an, an obvious, you know, fifth-year option pickup for him. But, I, I mean, that's, for him to get a second contract, he's going to have to have a big year. He's like this year's Leonard Williams. The way, I, the way I look at it is – and yeah. I know Chris has a lot of opinions on this too. But the way I look at it is Kyle Rudolph is such a nice insurance policy for him. Like – Kyle Rudolph comes in, he's a veteran, he can get the job done, he's going to be a lot more consistent. Not going to be as explosive as Ingram, but Ingram's got to catch the ball first. So All I right. look at it like, yeah, I'm concerned about Ingram too. We've, I've, I've exhausted it. Like he, I, would have, I would have upgraded tight end in the draft. But, um, you know, Kyle Rudolph is a nice, a nice replacement if it doesn't work out even this year. Like he's a nice 
alternative to to Ingram's, and that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, I mean, you're talking off the ledge. I wasn't a huge fan of the did Rudolph you, signing. Did you it, two guys just listen to the beginning of the podcast? Did I just not no. tell you two guys who the hell we just signed in rookie yeah. camp? <laughs> oh, the great Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a lottery ticket. I mean, maybe uh, who knows? Ryan, let me let me ask you this. Yeah, you said you're concerned about this group as far as what blocking, well, receiving, well, red zone. What are you just, concerned just, about? So. I'm not a huge fan of the Rudolph signing. I feel like Gettleman has a token veteran signing every year that may or may not be washed up. You know, see Jonathan yeah, Stewart, Connor Barwin. That's fair. You know, you're not to talk me off the ledge about the Rudolph signing. He's already, I mean, he's going to have surgery this offseason. I mean, he's already coming in a little banged up and he's 32 mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't see what he brings right now that, that, that a Caden Smith doesn't. You no, know, I mean, you know, well, Ryan, he's a little more athletic, but. Well, Ryan, here's the good news. The good news is that he's supposed to be healthy by camp, uh, by uh, the season, okay? Good. Now, the other good news is that he's so much better than Cade Smith in the red zone reception wise, uh, receiving-wise. Mm. All right? He's, he's a red zone threat, Kyle, when he's healthy. Now, now you have a fair point. He's going to be, what, 32 or 30? He's 31, whatever he is. That's a fair point. Now, you, no. are his best days behind him? Sure. Sure, yeah, Ryan. No. Now, can, they give, can he give us solid football this year? Yeah. And, I, and I'll tell you what. Don't be... Like, a lot of people reach out to me if they sign me. Hey, Chris, look at his stats. They dropped, you know. Okay, well, one of the reasons why that this system there in Minnesota last year was for more for Irv Smith Jr., okay? And Kyle was kind of phased out a little bit. He was more in line a lot and blocking because he's a pretty good blocker, Ryan. Right, of course. He could block Kyle, you know what I mean? So they wanted him a little more in line blocking, you know, and they wanted Irv a little more. With the receiving. So this system, you know, they had a kind of like Kyle wasn't, I, I, I talked to a few people and Kyle, but you know, wasn't thrilled about the way he was being used, but these yeah, things I happen. read, I read that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I could tell you for a fact, because I, yeah. I talked to somebody who's very good friends who knows Kyle Rudolph well. And they told me, yeah, he really wasn't thrilled what was going on with the system down there. That's good. And, You're talking me off the ledge. <laughs> yeah. So now, now Ryan, I'm not going to bullshit you and tell you, Oh, don't worry about it. Kyle's going to get 75 catches. He'll have eight touches. No, I, look, we'll see. Right. We'll see. But he's more of a threat. Look, he's he's the, right now, tight end-wise, right, in the red zone, he's the number one threat for the, one for the Giants. Right? He's yeah. better than Evan in the red zone, receiving-wise. Yeah. Right? Caden Smith is more, you know, Caden's more of a block, uh, Caden's a blocking guy. He'll give you some receptions. But yeah. red zone threat? Solid. Right. Over Kyle? No. no. Levine? To me, Levine is a guy. Yeah. They have to get involved more in the red zone because the dude is 6'8". Right. And Jason well, Garrett. Look at those fades to Larry Donnell. We got to bring those back in the, in the corner. <laughs> and you know what? You know yeah. what, Ryan? Jason Garrett, in his last presser to us, kind of admitted a little bit that they got to do a better job with Levine, you know, getting him involved more maybe in the red zone, you know? So I hope I didn't, you know, I hope you're not on the ledge, Ryan, but. Think positive in a way with Kyle because let's see what he gives us, you know, when he gets here in September. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't mean to be negative, but if, if Ingram has the year like he normally does and, and Rudolph's uh, injury issues linger, that's it then. I mean, you know, what, what are we doing at tight end next year? You know, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it could be a problem, but we'll, we'll worry about that next year. Yeah. Um, Ryan, quickly. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to, I just made you GM of the Giants. Okay. Evan Ingram has 73 catches, 900 something yards, six touchdowns. Are you giving him a second contract? Yeah, how many drops? How many games does he cost us with drops? <laughs> that's you know what? He, he was a pro bowler last year. That's why, I mean, we, that's why we have this, the, the wisest, the Giant yeah. fan is the smartest fan on earth. That's exactly you know? the right answer. Yeah, he cost us a game in Philly. He had a couple crucial drops. I mean, they could be in the playoffs if it wasn't for him last year. That's right. Yeah, you know? Um, so – I'm going to have to see it. Uh, it's going to be a big year from him So to bring him back. You but, guys, possibly, I agree. Look, Ryan. Me and Jerry gave up on him midway through the season yeah, this year. You can't, you can't, you can't trust that anymore. It's been, been five years. We'll this, so. Ryan, for yeah. as many times as you call in, you couldn't possibly make a better point than you just made, buddy. That is yeah. that is top notch, A plus gold star, buddy, across the board. I, I appreciate Thank it, guys. You. Thanks for having me again. All right, Ryan. Take care, buddy. Right. See you, man. Take care. That went smooth. Yeah, Joey Z's on, and he looks like he's unmuted. Hello. Here he is. Hey. All right, so much easier this way. How are you guys doing? What's up, buddy? So I got a question for you guys. You've sure. been on the podcast for over two years, right? Over 200 episodes. I just want to know, what is your favorite non-guest, non-interview moment that you guys had on the podcast so far? 
Oh, wow. Non-guest, non-interview moment on the podcast? I, I have mine. I know mine. I know it now. I don't know. When Jerry, I what's yours? When I read the Blue Chew ad and Chris obviously pissed himself. Like, oh. I, that, to me, I, I'll never forget that. You and know what? That might be it. Yes. Yeah. I totally forgot about that, Jerry. Yes, yeah. that might be I, it. I'm, I'm reading Blue Chew and Chris. I like, almost had a heart attack that day when you did that. Yeah, that's probably it. Yep. Cool. That's My it. favorite, hands down, Jerry, um, when we de- drafted Daniel Jones, that oh, podcast right oh, after. Yeah, 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 Usually yeah. when you start a podcast, you have this upbeat type of look to you. You're like, oh, you know, thank you for joining the podcast, yeah, whatever. Yeah. When, if you listen to the intro of that particular one, you can just hear the depression and the absolute <laughs> just disgust in that pick. In between you rocking over the bridges in the rain and Chris asking, you know, is anyone actively looking for you if you, you know, committed anything down there and – uh, just so much time for Joey, Joey, just to flash back on that, that night, right? So Jerry knows what I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm in the building, right? I'm in the Giants facility. We're sitting there, and it's Daniel Jones. I get the I, – I text Jerry before anybody even knows. I go, Jerry, it's Jones. Jerry texts me back, what? With question mark. Yeah. I go, Daniel Jones is the pick. Jerry goes, are you effing kidding me? Something like that in a text. I go – no, I'm not kidding. It's Jones. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> remember Jerry, remember that? Yeah. I was, uh, I, and Joey, the funny part about that was like, I went down there, you know, the year before, I, I think I asked Saquon the second question. <laughs> I went down there to interview Jones, the, the first pick. And it was like, I'm not sticking around for this. Like, I, I act like a five-year-old. Like, I, I, I should, I, you know, look, now the sixth pick, you are waiting a lot longer. So like the second, they take their time kind of going through everything and then they make their way to the media room. So even the first pick after that's made, you're waiting at least an hour for that person. So then it's, it's, they're all delayed, right? So when Jones was picked, I had probably a two, two and a half hour wait. I just went back to the hotel. And then, <laughs> then I saw Dexter Lawrence and Chris and I were like, and which turned out to, you know, the, the funny thing is about that is Chris and I did not like Jones and Lawrence loved the DeAndre Baker pick. Yeah, so they, that's the one that didn't pan out. <laughs> so like, so. Well, that one makes sense. And well, uh, it turns out that the other two make a lot more sense. So. Well, we were all in shock, but it was just funny. When his first game against Tampa Bay, what you were tweeting out, it's like, oh, it's time to get the spoons out. This is his step forward this year. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I have faith in him. Yeah. And Garrett better get it together, but I think yeah. he will. Yeah. It's a good so. stuff. Thank hey, you Anything so else? No, that's pretty much it. Oh, actually, Chris, real quick. Um, did you hear the whole thing about uh, when they asked uh, Kadarius Tony about the number 89? And he made a comment that, you know, the man makes the number, the number yeah. doesn't make the man. Some people are running with that as kind of a, a stab at Mark Bavaro. I, Not at all. Did you hear anything about that? Not you don't even all. know who Mark Bavaro is. Exactly. A lot of these guys I, I are born to retired. Listen, a lot of people made a big deal about him, you know, doing agility drill without a cleat, too. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it was, like, it was like the biggest thing in the world. I don't know. I didn't quite get it. I thought it was a positive. The kid was out there doing agility drill, and his cleats didn't fit him. Exactly. You know, I was there. I was watching the whole damn yeah. thing, you know. So, but no, no. They, you know, they ex- just like, just like you know, somebody asked Ellison Smith about Carl Banks' number, you know. Yeah. And, um, they don't and know who no, it was are. just <laughs> Kadarius Tony. He all he said was, "Oh no, they just gave me the, you know they gave me the number." And, and he was just like, "You know what? The number the number doesn't make the play. You know the play. You know the play makes." It. He was being like positive about it. It was nothing to do with Bavaro or anything like that. No, I was there. It had nothing to do with that. Yeah, awesome. You know, we just had we had some fun with Ellison Smith about Banks. You know, yeah. Which you know, which I kind of reminded. That's what I I reminded Banks the next day. That's what they think of you got. He gave you a rookie something your number. You know, but uh. He, you know, and Elsa Smith was very like he gave a polished answer. Oh, I want to reach out to Banks. So I know he's a legend here. But Kadarius Tony probably didn't even know what the hell Bavaro was before exactly. that. Right. <laughs> before that, so right. Great job, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joey. Love listening to you. Take care. All right, all right Joey. Take care, brother. Have a good one. See you, man. All right, buddy. I think we finally got him, Chris. Yes. Yes. You guys hear it? Yes, we do, Kyle. Going on? You. you look just like your damn picture on Twitter. What the hell? <laughs> man, come on, come on, man. What the hell is this? Hey, hey, what can I do? Yeah, that, isn't that Jerry with this shit song? <laughs> <laughs> that is not a crap whoa, whoa, song. Whoa. Hey, Kyle, hold off. First of all, it's not a, it's not a crap song. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's just not a top Zeppelin song. There's no such <laughs> thing as a crap Zeppelin song, there, wise ass. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a Zeppelin guy. Come on now. Oh, all right. You're not a Zeppelin uh, guy. 
No, I don't, I don't listen to that. So why are you chiming in then? <laughs> I, I had to bust his chops a little bit. Oh, all right. What's yeah. on your mind then, Mr. Johnson? Um, man, I don't even know. This O-line, I have no faith in it. None. I have no faith Zero? at all. Zero? Zero. I don't even think Andrew Thomas is a, you know, a sure thing. Um, no, he's not a sure thing. No, he's not. No. I, I, just, I, I don't. Oh, the only guy I like is Nick Gates. That's the only guy I like. He's the only guy I trust. I just, uh, I don't know. It feels like 2017 all over again. Well, go ahead, Jerry. You want to <laughs> look, Kyle? Well, well look, we, ahead, bo- we both feel that we both are, are nervous about it. But look, you're hoping that Par- the difference here is Thomas is a first round pick. He, he flashed last year, right? Parrot flashed last year. Gates was the best lineman outside of Zeitler, and he's gone. Where we're concerned is the guard position even more, right? I mean, you have Lemieux, yeah. who, like Chris always points out, very good against the run, needs to work on his pass protection. Hernandez is working his butt off, but, I mean, come on, it's year, it's what, year four now, and he's got to take that next step. So I think you're right to feel that way. Yeah, um, he's right you know, nothing's, that. nothing's a short thing, dude. It's going to come down yeah. to that O-line. I tell you what, Kyle, yeah. Jerry will tell you this. I was pissed off they didn't dress late. I know they look. I know they traded back. I know they got a number a number one next year and all that, right? Yeah. But I gotta be honest with you, Kyle. I would have ran to the podium when Slater was still there. Oh yeah. I would have drafted him. But they feel very confident in this. I know this for a fact, Kyle. They feel very confident in this offensive line. They think these young guys, second year guys, whatever. Uh, Andrew in his second year, you know, Lemieux in his second year, Hernandez, they feel, you know, uh, Nick Gates in his second year at center, okay, and Pert. They feel this line's going to play really well. Kyle, if this line's a disaster, though, if they, if they play mediocre and Jones is running for his damn life again every Sunday and all that crap, dude, I am going to destroy this organization. Destroy it, man. Because know. they had a chance to get this kid slated, and they felt confident in what they had. They didn't even draft an offensive lineman in his draft. Yeah, round after oh, round. Yeah. So, Kyle, this is one of those cases, right, dude, where if they play well, hey, God bless the coaching staff. They're great evaluators. They knew what they were doing, right? And that's what we all hope, right? Yep. If they don't play well, dude, Gettleman's gone because they're going to be 5-12 and 12 or 6 and whatever the hell it is now, right? 11, right? Yep. And people are going to destroy – this organization, Joe Judge and this organization over not drafting it, which was a potential impact offensive lineman. That's the way this is going to go down, brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Jones. I went to his first game in Florida. That's why I'm here right now in Florida. Um, you know, I, I'm a big Jones guy. I like him. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, live in Florida, Kyle? I'm I'm real oh. in Florida and Jersey. Oh. I, oh, good for you. With the mass mandate and all that stuff, I just yeah. Hey, um, so I'm down Kyle, here right now, living life. So, so if, when so, you uh, so you don't listen to Zeppelin, but if, if you don't listen to Zeppelin, but if you go on Spotify, what are you typing in to listen to? Yep. Um, Who? I mean, you you find out you're gonna know it, but it, it's just it's rap. I, I, I listen to rap, a lot of rap. Don't judge a book, buddy. Like Drake, <laughs> Uzi Vert. Uh... Oh, I don't know Drake. That's insulting. Drake is not rap. But it's it's insulting that we wouldn't know who Drake. Why? Like, you're over forty. You don't know who Drake is. Oh come on. Yes, come yes, on. Yes, yes. Hey Kyle. Hey Kyle. What? You listen to him, Jerry? No, I'm like I know who Drake is. Yeah. Kyle. Kyle, you there? It's breaking up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, can you hear me? Yeah, no. yeah, I got you. Got Can you hear me now? You yeah. uh, you're talking to a guy who knew Biggie personally and knew and knows Method Man personally. So see what I mean about not judging a book by You knew Biggie? Okay, okay. Yes, okay. I did know Biggie back in the okay. day in Brooklyn. Yes, I did. Okay. Big Chris. I, I know a busy nan a busy nano. You know you have a nephew uh No, niece. no, no family at all. Just me. Man. I grew up with a girl named Stephanie. So I thought it was I thought it was a little relation. Where, Jersey? New Jersey, yeah. No, definitely not Jersey. Is, I'm the only one that ever hit Jersey in my family. Oh, Kyle, Jay-Z sold drugs in my neighborhood in Trenton, buddy. For two years, he went. He was in Trenton <laughs> High, and he sold drugs in the East Ward where I grew up. East Ward made me, so it's in one of his songs. There you okay. go. Don't judge. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right, buddy. That's good. Okay, Kyle, okay. nice talking to you, brother. Stop being so damn negative all the time, will you? Yeah, man. 
yeah, missing that. I love my dogs. I love my dogs. Star her fan always. It's just I, I can't be positive till I see positive things. I'm 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 going low. Seven wins this year. Let them impress me, and I'll be happy. Uh, that's it. And the defense, top five. I love the defense. Drew Bill Peppers a fair player. So good. All right. Well, I'm excited. Jabrell's a good guy. Jabrell's Jabrell's a guy that's on the rise, and uh, and that's a that's a good choice. Bro. Yeah. Great to finally talk to you, buddy. All right, okay. Kyle, talk to you, brother. Great podcast, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, pal. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. See you later, brother. Uh, next one up is Fisk Vegas. Hey, am I am I muted? No, you're on, buddy. Uh, hey, big fan of you too. I really, I really, really am. <laughs> Um, Why can't we see his picture, Jerry? I don't think he has his camera on. Nah, I don't have my camera on. It's a little messed up right now. So I've ever be the uh, mystery man and the ugly guy. So. <laughs> but, What's um, up? I was going to ask one question, but yeah. then I thought about it. So I didn't want to sound like a dope. So I canceled that question. So the question I want to ask is how come my guy Daniel Jones doesn't get the credit he deserves for showing up when we needed him the most last year? Both games versus Washington, he got it done. Whether it was the big play to Austin Mack or just driving us in position to run the ball in on the goal line a lot of times versus Washington since everybody complains about his touchdown number being too low. Yeah. Both games versus Philly, Evan Ingram's not his fault. All right. Mm-hmm. The defense given the backup running back at the end of the game wasn't Danny's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the touchdown run the second game versus Philly was amazing. Nobody talks about. It. They only want to talk about the one he falls. They don't want to bring up the one he jukes the safety for the and touchdown. And it was st- it was still eighty yards that he fell, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then I'm a big Daniel Jones guy. And I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray. And week seventeen, I I watched Daniel Jones, which if the Eagles had any credibility or integrity about him whatsoever. I watched Daniel Jones win us the division, technically, if they don't tank. I watched Daniel Jones at 1 o'clock beat the Cowboys on a bad hamstring and a bad ankle with no weapons. He went out there. He got the job done. And at 4 o'clock, I watched Kyler Murray lose to a backup quarterback. (laughs) So, you know, I just want to know why nobody likes to bring up the good things about Daniel Jones. It's always the negative. And sometimes numbers don't tell the story because I – this is going to sound nuts, but because he showed up when we needed him the most last year and the little bit of wins that we did get, I actually think his second year might have been better than the first year, even though he did mm-hmm. have the 24 touchdowns in 12 games. Right. He showed us toughness. Mm-hmm. When he played against Tom Brady, he got the ball back two minutes ago. He drove us down for a touchdown. He's yep. not scared of the moment. Yep. Why are these things never brought up? Good, Chris. Yep. Well, you know, look – it's not brought up because a they lost a lot of games under his watch. That's that's and you know the quarterback always takes the blame, Fisk, right? When they when they when they lose, and they get too much credit. And to me, you know, they get too much blame when they lose, and they get a lot of times too much credit when he win. Okay, so two turnovers, right? That's always that's that sticks in a lot of people's craw as far as Jones. Three, as far as He's had moments where he looks in the pocket, where he holds the ball too long, and he's a little tentative in reading defenses. Now, that being said, he does so many other good things. This is why now you listen to the podcast. I assume I assume you look at us yes, on Twitter. Exactly. You read Twitter. Okay, Fisk. So you know, look, we expect big things out of Daniel this year. We think he's going to take a big step forward. If he doesn't, he might not be here down the road, but we think he's going to take it. He's done a lot of good. I Look, Fisk, you know what I put the stuff on Twitter, how many times I pointed out good things on film, right, about yes. Daniel. Yes, you did. Right? How many times did I point out in the second half of the season how we read defenses better, how we checked down better, right? Right. I, I'm not – look, Daniel's done a lot of good things, and he has, and there's some things he needs to improve on. No question about that. I don't think it's fair to him. When a lot, a lot, you know, uh, certain members in the media, and they have this, you know, Jones will never be anything type of attitude. I don't think it's fair to him, but I can't speak for everybody else, dude. I just speak for what we do here. And, you know, there's so much that we do like about Daniel, and we think he's going to take the next step forward. Jerry? Yeah, we, we look, we, we said last year, it's very hard to judge him 
when he had the offensive line that he played behind with sake with his number one weapon out the receivers were average and that's at best right i mean the best receiving weapon was sterling shepherd probably um evan ingram dropped enough balls to you know oh my make God. my blood pressure lethal can um, we please but, trade him after the first, please? Way back with million. Can we please trade him? But listen, <laughs> listen. <laughs> That's so funny. But look, uh, this is they, they've surrounded him now, and I, I think you're going to be. I think the the rest of the world will kind of catch up to what we know. What this kid can play, and he, look, you can't couldn't judge him last year, and he hung in tough. And you make a good point, man. Maybe last year was even a little more impressive because he because of what he went through. So, kudos to you for that point because. He's taken took a beating, sacked a, what in the forties, forty something times, and and you know, uh, I, I thought he showed the the fact that he held on to the ball so much better than he did his rookie year shows that he can learn and improve in those areas. He was a little careless with it early on, and then he got better as the season went on. So, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I think they they've done a good job putting weapons around him. It's just it's going to come down to can the line protect him long enough, and if they can't, you're going to see Kadarius Tony, Tony getting a lot of bubble screens. So. <laughs> Fisk, um, yeah. Fisk, his decision making just has to get a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. And I did see it get better last year, Fisk. And I think it will improve again this year. And his offensive line, look, they they flashed at times during stretches of the season. They played well. Other times they were the last part of the latter half of the season, not good. Beginning of the season, not good. Okay. Um, and that and you know, look, that hurts Daniel too, man. You know, that hurts Daniel too. So um I'm with you, Fisk. Look, I, I like him. Um, I think this kid is going to be here for a while, and this year will be big, though. You know, this will be a big year for him. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to this year. But um, since Jerry brought up Evan Ingram, I got to ask. Um, my original question really was about our – we have a lot of guys due at the end of 2021 season. <laughs> yeah. And if the stars align and the Bears can get us a top-five pick, Fingers crossed, knock on wood, light a candle, whatever. Just get us that top five pick. <laughs> oh, who's the first on the chopping block as far as whether it be Bradbury, Martinez, Jabril Peppers, we got to pay Saquon, Evan Ingram's due. If if everything goes well, we have a good season, Daniel Jones is safe. We don't have to worry about spending the Bears pick on a quarterback. I'm going to assume that we're going to get the best lineman or edge rusher with whatever pick Bears give us if it's in, if it's high enough. That's going to cost money because it's going to be a, a hopefully a good pick. Who's first on the chopping block as far as guys that we're going to have to let go? Yeah, it's, it's too, unfortunately, dude, it's too early. I mean, I hate to give you that answer, but look, the cap's going to go up a lot next year. Um, that's going to help. But yeah, out of those guys, it's going to, it's going to be about health. It's going to be about consistency. It's going to be about like, you know, Jabril Peppers is gonna is, is in line probably for a big payday. He should be here a long time as long as he stays healthy because he's a guy you build around. But then again, like, you know, Bradbury's got what I think Bradbury and Martinez signed three year deals, I I believe. Yep. Yeah. Dude, it's a, it's just too early to see that, man. Sorry to give you that answer, but it, we are we are too far away from that to really You gotta watch you gotta watch for a guy like Shep getting it. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. Oh, I just automatically assumed he was gone. Yeah. I his well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there, Fisk. I'm not gonna go there, but you know, he's a guy that, you know, that could be, you know, a guy that might be a risk, a casualty, you know, a cap a cap casualty, you know, down the road. So but it's well, gentlemen regret because Black Blake Black yeah Black Bradbury and Blake played great for us last year and I think yeah. they're gonna do it again. Well, get him and regret the three-year deal now instead of doing a five-year deal. No, nope. regret the three-year no. deal. Now? No, no, he won't regret it. Nope, that was just, it's smart business, man. It's smart because those three-year deals up front, a lot of it was loaded up front, not taking big hits down the road. Uh, no, nah, he's not going to regret that. If, yeah. if they're if they're at a high level, Fisk, let's go back to the table. Let's talk for another deal. You know what I mean? I mean, when when he came here, even Chris said like he's not. Bradbury wasn't like a a a shutdown corner. He he became one with the Giants, but he yeah. wasn't that. It wasn't like a a top three, top five guy in the league. Now, if they signed him to a five year deal and he turned out to be, you know, he he didn't play up to the level he did last year, then you'd regret signing them to five years. So I think three years is fine. I, I like Chris said. I think it's good business. But anyway, buddy, thank you for all these questions and for calling in and uh, for the kind words on the podcast, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you, you Fisk. The best. You really are. Thanks, man. It. Take care, Fisk. Bye-bye, man. Take care.
And Jeffrey Mecca. Man, it's going way smoother. Oh, nice jersey, buddy. Can you guys hear me? That am I on or yes? All right, good, good, good. It's it's also nice. That's old. Then, yeah, it's my boy. What does that say on a patch? I didn't see it. Yeah, oh, it's Stanley old. Cup. It's old. Oh, is there morphs morphs eating through that? <laughs> twenty-seven years. Only twenty-seven more until we win it again. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's go. Who are you rooting for? Who are you rooting for now in the playoffs, Jeff? That of course that you guys didn't make it. Um, I got a Honor. lot of connections to Boston fans. Ooh, really? I went to school in New Hampshire. I know. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! I went to school in New Hampshire. All, all my friends were Bruins fans. Well, so I good do, for them. But, yeah, good for them. You're, you're a nice guy. I guess. Oh my god! I never root for my friends. Yeah, uh, but um. Yeah, no. Uh, well, that's a great series, Jeff. Yeah. That 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 is going to be. It's already turning out to be a great series. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be a great series. Those two teams uh, have generally don't like each other, so yeah, it's turning uh, out some, to be good. So, but honestly, someone out west, someone I'm, I'm not to deal with on a regular basis would be fine. It'd be Vegas, you know what? Give it to Vegas. Like, you know what, Jeff? Before we get in, Jeff, before we get into the football question, yeah. Um, you know what? I'm a big hockey guy myself, and Devils. So forget about them. So, um, but Jeff, you know what I'm rooting for. I mean, no, I can't take my eyes off of is Edmonton and Connor yeah. McDavid. Dude. Yeah, Connor He's McDavid. So sick. I mean, that team is stacked. Insanely uh, good. Between them and Colorado, they're stacked. They're a pleasure to watch. But what's yeah. on your mind, Jeff? Uh, no, just uh, can't wait for the season to start. And I'm concerned about this offense. Everybody is. Everybody yeah, is. Sure. But sure. Yeah. Garrett and Jones are the two guys I think are the big piece here because they got all these weapons. And you gotta deploy them and put them in places where they can create. And Garrett's really gotta be able to do that. Design plays, get him in a rhythm, call good plays, but Jones also has to be able to identify. You know, can't just be in college where you know you count the number in the box and you say, Okay, seven in the box, throw it, you know, run it. Like you got you gotta be able to say, Okay, you know, oh, they're taking away um Galladay on the double here. So I gotta come the other side of the field and hit Tony on the quick slant because they're yeah. blitzing. He's got to see that, and he's got to – does he have it in him? Does Garrett have it in him to put the receivers in good positions, to put Tony in a great position, to put Saquon in position so Jones can get out there and just deliver, like point guard? Yeah, that's that's my now. <laughs> Jeff, um, I think Garrett will be – I think he'll be all right, okay? I think he's – look, am I going to label him one of the top offensive coordinators? No, uh, you know, but I think he'll be better in year two, okay? As far as Daniel – I'm a film junkie, Jeff. You know, um, I, I watch a ton. You follow – I guess you follow us on yeah. Twitter, right? Yeah, I love, love Big so, Tuesdays. Okay, so you, you – <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you know I put this crap out on Twitter all the time, right? Yeah. Um, I, I love watching film. I'm like, you know, I'm a buffoon like that. You know, I'm a buffoon, period, but I'm really a buffoon with the film, right? So – and I saw – you know what? We were just talking about another caller. I'm watching Daniel on film in the last four, five, six games – and I see a guy, okay, his one read is not there. Boom, his other read is there. I see him, I've seen him go to his third option. Now, you got to remember something too, Jeff. Everything's hand in hand. How many times can you really say Daniel was in the pocket, dropped back, and could actually have the time to look left? Right? You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, especially not last year. So that's all part – yeah, right. That's all part of it. But, Jeff, beginning of his career – a lot of it was one look, and that was it. And he would take off at times, you know? Mm -hmm. I see a guy who read defenses better in the second half of the season. I saw a guy looking at his checkdowns, okay? Um, and, I, and now he's going to have even more weapons. You know, last year, you know, one time it was just Shep, you know, and guys, we had guys like Dante Pettis out there, you know, all that stuff. Um, if this crew could stay healthy, I think he'll be much better. I, I think you're going to see – a much improved Daniel Jones as far as reading defenses, you know, Jeff. So yeah, and I and I saw your breakdowns of him, and I watch the games, and I'm not you or any like, but I, I try to you know dig in and see what's really going on versus just the window dressing of what the analysts right. are saying. Right. I, I really think it's pre-snap. It's going to come down to because he's because Garrett's got to put players in different positions. You know, he's got to have yeah. Shotgun formation with Tony and Saquon on either side and, mm -hmm. you know, field side. And he's got to be able to see, okay, where are they coming? Where's the blitz? Because that line, I pray they're going to get better. I hope they're going to get better. Coaching does it. I really feel like good coaching will do it. Right. But 
he's got a pre-snap. It's got to be all pre-snap. He's got to know where to go with the ball. And Garrett's really got to yeah. design the offense yeah. to give him multiple options pre-snap because he's not going to be able to sit back there for five, six seconds. Yeah. You know, if he gets two and a half seconds, that's going to be good for us. Yeah, we, we got to see some more motion. We got to see some more, like you said, Jeff, and Jason's offense next year. I want to see some more motion. You know what I mean? I want to see, like you just said, to. pre-snap but, looks. You know, we got to get some more things going on here. Now, look, when he lost Saquon, it totally, you know, it took a huge chunk of what he wanted to do out of the picture. Okay, okay, but there's no excuses in this damn business. Okay, we got to see, like you said, there's going to be weapons here. Let's get that pre-snap motion going. You know what I mean? Let's show different looks every snap. Okay, let's be like Kyle Shanahan, whoever we, you know, guys like that. They're going to show you different things and all that. You know, I, I'm not going to compare him to Andy Reid. Andy Reid's a master at that, right? Okay, I'm not going to go there. But let's get it. Let's get some more creativity going. You know what I mean? We got the arsenal. Let's use it the right way, Jeff. Hopefully, Jason does. You know, I have confidence that he'll be a much better coordinator next year. Jeff, I think I think the most frustrating thing is it didn't matter. And Jason Witten murdered us when he was in Dallas. But it didn't matter who lined up at tight end, and, and Garrett made the most of anybody. And it was like. Last year, I know Ingram dropped a lot, but it just seemed like we couldn't get anything going at the tight end position. So we threw Rodolph at it. I just want to see more tight end, yeah, tight ends open this year. Like, I, that's what have, I want to see. We can't have a McAdoo offense where it's just the same formation, same right. personnel. Right. And last year, I feel like he had to scale things back because he lost Saquon, but I also felt they were playing to their strengths. You know, you got to yeah. hold the ball, run it, win the time of possession, and get that defense the most help it can because that was our best unit. Jeff, by the way, are you Mecca of NYG? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Oh, you're Mecca NYG? That's me. There it is. Yeah, I tried to put it in, but then it came up as my first. I don't know. No, it's Jeff. I'm the Mecca of NYG. Jeff, can I tell you a quick, Jeffrey? Please, please. I'm please. going to tell you a quick Marty Brodeur, Stefan Mateau story. You ready? Go ahead. Okay, so we all know you got lucky in 94 with that goal against Marty and the Devils, right? I'll tell you why it wasn't luck, but go ahead. Not okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. So years later, I meet Marty Brodeur. They, the Devils used to practice at South Mountain Arena. In Jersey, and it was open to the public. You could just walk in and watch them practice, which was astonishing. So I'm with Marty Brodeur in the park line. I'm with my family, my kids, and I'm great guy. You know, he's a devil, great guy, as we all know, right? So, <laughs> so I go like this to Marty. I go, Marty, come on, I got to break your chops about one thing. He goes, what? With that French Canadian accent, what? You know? I go, Mateau? You know? He goes like this to me. He goes, who the hell knows that bum was going to flick a shot in that? You <laughs> I said, but he, I went like this. I said, but he did, Marty. <laughs> and we lost. And he was left. But we had a good time about it. But just to show you how lucky you are, Brodeur fell asleep with that tomato Mateau behind the net, flipping it on that. So don't, don't be that excited. Can I have one response to that real quick? Go ahead. So Rebuttal. Go ahead. If you watch the story of the 94 Rangers, they talk about how when Brodeur went from right to left, he <laughs> would leave a little bit of space. He did it stick. all the time. Yep, and he left that much space, and and Mateo admittedly just threw it yeah. right at his stick, and it went yeah. in. Or, or Colorado took it. Colorado did the same thing in all one to Marty. Yeah. Right, and it yeah. was it was lucky that it went in, but it, that that's what he that he gave that little bit of space. So there you go, Chris. I'm going to tell you something. In 2003, I'm a Nets fan. I know it sounds weird. I'm a Nets fan. Okay. I'm sitting games four or five of the the finals with my dad. Mm-hmm. Game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals in the mm-hmm. same building. Yeah, sure. he goes, he goes, Hey, there's tickets. We can go to the box right there. I said, Nope. He's like, What do you mean, no? And I'm like, No, I don't want to go. I'm not, I'm a Ranger fan. I don't care about the Devils or the, or who are they playing? The Ducks then? It was Ducks. Anaheim, yeah. Anaheim. He's like, yeah. He's like, What? This is Stanley Cup. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to go. And he's like, All right. So, so I, I, okay, I also but... said the Who was better than, than Zeppelin, but I'm going to tell you because. Who's better than Zeppelin? The Who. But I'm going to well, tell you. Well, I'm not going to get into this ridiculousness you're about to hit me with. Go ahead. No, what? I'm just saying. I grew up in a household that we played the Who. We just played the Who. That's what it was. It oh, was you, played their four good, you played their four good songs. Go ahead. Yeah. No, we play, we played Quadrophenia. Play okay. Quadrophenia. I'll give Punk you that. the Godfather. That's my favorite song. Punk I'll, give the it, I'll give you that. All right. I'll give you that. I'll but give but it. no, I, I love Zeppelin. They're great. Anytime that comes on, I bump it. But I, I just grew up in a household. We, we listened to the Who, and that's what it was. But I give you – What I like is people like shots. you and Kyle who say I don't like Led Zeppelin <laughs> are, are, are deferring – they're, they're, they're taking the, the, the attention away from my, hey, hey, what can I do? So thank you very much, Jeff. I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't even know that song. I, I tried to listen to it. I was like, yeah, no. Uh, All right, Jeff. Thanks for coming in, buddy. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. I love, love the podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. See thank you, man. Jeff. Take care, brother. All right, well, listen. Some, you know, you could tell the enthusiasm. I think you, you could sense the enthusiasm, right? Yeah, you a can. A lot of people are having. 
Yeah. You know, um, listen, Jerry, I was there the other day, as you know, and, and um, I was talking to this guy, and, and I was like, listen, man, you, know, you kind of feel a buzz around this building, right? He's, and the guy's there every day, you know, and he's like, uh, he goes, Chris, this is a, you know, we feel we had a really good draft, you know, and real, everybody's pumped up for the season. You yeah. Know, that's the feeling around the building, man. There's nice. a real buzz. Um, Daniel Jones, um, you know, everybody thinks Daniel's going to be that next step, and Judge, you know, and everybody really happy about the draft, Jerry. And um, it's a real listen. It's a real excitement around this team, you know. Yeah, you can feel it. You can definitely. It's a real feel excitement. It. Uh, you know, yeah. the first time. Obviously, that was the first time I was there this season, and um, you can feel it, dude. You know, so good stuff, buddy. Yeah, I think so. we're done with the calls. So all right, all right, man. We'll uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back next week, folks. We'll figure out um, a topic, and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. And download The Giant Insider app from the App Store. And remember, guys, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.